Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek. With over 4.6 million downloads and hundreds of podcasts, Anxiety Slayer is a podcast for anyone who is suffering from PTSD, panic attacks, stress, and anxiety. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with men's health coach, Anthony Treas. Anthony is an Iraq war veteran on a mission to radically change men's mental health. His mission in Iraq was to provide personal security for U.S. generals and government officials. Now his mission is to inspire men to reclaim their health, sense of adventure, and purpose. Upon his return home, Anthony struggled with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. Desperately wanting to improve his condition, he set out to rebuild his health and mental well-being. With seven years of experience, research, study, and education, he developed the STRONG method, a proven step-by-step process his clients use to eliminate their anxiety, to regain control over their health and mental well-being, to become strong men. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you, Shan. It is absolutely an honor and a privilege to be here with you today, and I'm excited about uh, having this conversation with you. I am too, and I want to begin by thanking you for your service. Thank you for your support. Absolutely. Let's begin with your story and lead us kind of through how you returned to civilian life and the catalyst that inspired you to rebuild your health. Mm. Yeah, so in 2009, I deployed to Baghdad, Iraq uh, for a security mission to provide security, personal security for generals, government officials, and even there was a mission uh, providing security for the vice president of the United States. So it was a very stressful zero air mission, and it was uh, intense to say the least. Uh, Upon my return home, uh, not knowing this, coming home, (laughs) I began to suffer from PTSD, anxiety, and depression. It was a difficult time. It was a difficult transition going from this uh, living in a combat zone to there's threats everywhere and to coming back home and and readjusting and reintegrating into being a civilian again. And for me, I began to wake up. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and not even know where I was at. I would drive under underpasses and and my heart would just start racing. If I saw a black garbage bag or trash on the side of the road or in a pile, it would just take me back to uh, being back in in Baghdad and and uh, having to be alert uh, for IEDs and, and threats. And uh, this was something I didn't really kind of expect to to happen to me. I felt like I was okay. I felt like I was good over there. And I was just excited to come back home. And then eventually, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. The VA, the Veterans Administration, wanted to immediately put me on medications. And and I just didn't want to go that route. For me, it was just something I didn't want to to partake in, uh, just for the potential side effects and just... I, for some, for whatever reason at that time, I just didn't want to go that route. I began to um, really, uh, I, I then uh, suffered for several years and, and I isolated myself and I kept to myself for the most part. And and uh, what eventually happened is I 
I'd always wanted to finish my college degree. I, I only took online classes for the first uh, couple of years. I didn't want to go to a, a university where there's a lot of people and definitely didn't want to be in that kind of environment. So one of the classes that I had taken was a, a health and wellness class, class and, and it, it's what opened up my eyes to the, the many different aspects of health and, and why people are healthy and who's not and, and these sorts of things. Long, long story short, I eventually completed my, my bachelor's degree. Um, I eventually went to an offline university, uh, Oregon State University, phenomenal university, and then continued on with my master's degree. And then I went into the public health field. And it was during this time that I began to realize the lack of men's health initiatives. And uh, not only through my time of, of suffering and trying to improve my life and, and improve, you know, in dealing with PTSD and anxiety and depression. And then even in my, both my degrees are health related. And so all this time, I uh, just didn't see anything really out there helping men. And so I did a men's health workshop and I uh, just received nothing but praise from the men that were there. And they wanted more of that information. They wanted this more often. And it was, they felt, you know, they were in their midlife and in their thirties and forties and, and just a light bulb moment went off for me and, and began to, to talk with other men and to hear what they were struggling with and, and anxiety and depression and, lack of fulfillment in their life was kind of really this, uh, it, it kept, I kept on hearing this same story. And so a light bulb moment went off for me and like, Hey, I, I had suffered from that, ex, uh, same thing. And, and I went and, and, uh, began to, to, um, develop my own method, uh, the strong method and eventually uh, began to help men in dealing with their anxiety. Are you finding that a lot of the men you're helping are also veterans or is there a pretty mixed bag of, of people that you support? Yes, it's actually a, a many different men from different uh, industries, different careers, uh, but definitely um, there's there's really kind of not uh, one person in a sense. It's just really this in, this anxiety that they're struggling from is comes from many different walks of life and sure. different stages in their life. And what do you what are you seeing the most of? What what is the anxiety uh, you know, related to? What I have found in, is that men um, are their anxiety is struggling from they, they want to improve their life they want to improve their life whether it's their health or their relationships and they're just this anxiety that they're str uh, struggling with is just not knowing where to start and not knowing what to do and oftentimes they, they read books and they, they, they try different things but what ends up happening is with coaching and why it's so effective is there's just this, there's this accountability and support. And that's really where a lot of the men have come to uh, realize that, you know, oftentimes when I have um, these appointments with my clients, they know I'm going to be asking them certain questions and keeping them accountable on these things. And, and it's what's helping them to regain that control over their health and their mental well-being. And that's really exciting to see because Oftentimes, men are reluctant to get help. Yeah, they sure, well, they sure are. And, and if they don't have, you know, depending on their situation, especially if they're on their own, uh, mm -hmm. I know that it's been my experience as a coach over all these years that, that the women, if there's a, a woman in, in a man's life, uh, generally steer the direction of, of health care, mm -hmm. not necessarily mental health, however, 
getting your boyfriend or husband or partner to, you know, go and have a physical or to, to do mm-hmm. these things be that they, that they just really don't think about much. It's almost like the stereotypical, the man shouldering everything and, mm-hmm. uh, and wanting to be responsible for so much. At least that's, that's what I've seen. And that's what, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is you know, what are these areas, you know, besides fulfillment, what are some of the areas causing men to suffer from anxiety? Yeah, you know, one of the thing is too, and you bring up a good point in that, um, you know, oftentimes uh, ladies in, in, in men's lives where they need to kind of encourage them to go and get checked and to take care of their health. And I think that's one of the stories that, that men have, have heard in, in their lifetime uh, about health. And they often think about uh, going to the gym and building muscles and doing these sorts of things where health is so much more involved than just going to the gym and working on your strength training. There's so much more to it in, in our overall health. Mm-hmm. Really what's, um, uh, what's happening is there's really kind of this, this story, I guess, in a sense where we, we just think of our, our physical health, but oftentimes we neglect uh, our brain health. And it's, it's often, um, you know, and with, uh, with mental health and talking about mental health, there's this negative uh, connotation towards that, that title, towards that word. And so for, for many uh, men, this, um, this anxiety and this depression that, the, that they struggle with, we often never take in consideration the health of our brains. And it's important to understand that oftentimes people will want to hear, you know, you may hear about these brain hacks or these, you know, mental uh, performance, these sports performance. And, and we find those to be very welcoming and very accepted. But the minute you talk about mental health, that brings up a whole nother different thing. Yeah, and it sure so- does. Yeah. We found that in the, in all of the years that we've been doing anxiety slayer as well. And, to get the message out as much as we possibly can that our minds are so very fragile. Mm. All of our minds, not mm. just mine and yours and, you know, it, all of our minds. And there are so many things that we can do to take really good care of our minds. And of course, to focus on brain health as well. I'd love for you to tell us some more about your strong coaching method and why you focus on brain health. Yeah, it's a great question. One of the things that, radically changed my life, Shan, is that for several years, I went to therapy for, for, uh, I met with a counselor for a uh, therapist for six years. And for me, you know, and I go off and on, there'd be times where I was like, okay, let me, let me kind of try this on my own. And then I'd struggle and then I'd go back. And, and for several years, I went back and forth to, to see different therapists throughout the years. And, Fortunate for me, I, I've been very fascinated with the human brain uh, for as long as I can remember. If there's anything about that's written about the brain or research, I'm, I'm all over it. I'd come across this um, Dr. Daniel Amen, who does these spec scans for brain, brain spec scans. And for just as an um, interest in me and in, in, in the brain... I wanted to get my brain scanned. I wanted to see where my brain was at. And, and it was just more of a, of a curiosity. But one thing that was really unique that I'd come to discover that I didn't have a mental health issue. I had a brain health issue. And after my scans revealed to me that my brain has, is, has very active areas when I am resting uh, at rest and in concentration. Uh, for these brain scans, they do two scans. 
uh, one at rest and one during concentration. And they want to see what, where, what's going on with your brain when you're trying to rest, when you're just sitting there meditating or whatever it may be, and see what's going on. And, and, and also for the concentration. And what, it, what was revealed to me is that there was nothing wrong with me. For many years, I was always thinking of, of just, of there, there was something wrong with me. And right. having depression and having anxiety, just, I wanted to break free from it. I was tired of my life being so controlled by this anxiety. And so come to find out that I have these very active areas in my brain that make me susceptible to anxiety, uh, hyperactive, uh, hyper um, alert, hyperactive and, and obsessive compulsive. And now that I have that information, it brings this, this unique dynamic to it where now, you know, I don't feel bad. <laughs> you know, I, now I, I do fall under a category where I could take medication, but fortunately um, I could take natural supplements that are just as effective uh, without the side effects, which have allowed me to regain control over my mental well-being. And this was something that was very profound for me because for several years, I just felt bad. I felt yeah. bad about myself. I felt bad. It, it, it impacted my relationships, my friendships. It impacted every area of my life and I wanted help. And so it's not like I, I recommend everyone to go and get their brain scans. If that's an option for them, I would highly recommend it um, because all of our brains work differently and we function differently. And I mean, they work the same as far as like, you know, the different areas, but sure. I'm, I might have something, uh, an area in the brain where it's very active, where someone, it may not be. And that's what I mean by the differences. Uh, behavior change is very difficult. Lifestyle change is, is very difficult and it takes time. And so when oftentimes people will read self-help books and they'll read these books trying to improve their life, but um, it's very difficult to do it on your own. And, um, and as you know, as, as a coach and having that support and that facil uh, facilitating or that, that, that accountability um, is very vital, especially with when you're trying to improve and change your life, even after uh, uh, you've been trying to change your life for some time. Sure. It can be difficult. And so I put a lot of emphasis and importance in the brain and, 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 and giving people education about the brain and why um, not to, you know, to have some compassion on yourself and in your, in your goals to want to change, um, but to understand that you're going against your brain that you have uh, programmed to function in a certain way. Our habits, the things that we do, the things that we go to that are our go-to, that's all in our brain. And unless, unless you change your brain, you can't change your life. You got to change those neural pathways that make it, uh, that, that want to not work hard. Our brains are meant to keep us alive and it doesn't want to work harder than, any harder than that. And if you try to change it, your brain wants to immediately put the brakes on and say, wait, 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 wait a second. <laughs> I like this easier route better. Come back here. And so if somebody's trying to lose weight or somewhere, someone's trying to improve their, their health and their relationships, what their go-to is, they'll always go back to that unless they make these new changes in their life. And that takes time. Is that where the strong coaching method comes in? Yes, it does. Tell us about it. Yeah. So the strong uh, stands for the S is uh, there's three parts to the S and the, the, the S is start with your brain. So the brain, we really go into brain health. And then there's two other questions that are asked, you know, uh, what is it you want? And that's being specific as possible. What is sure. it you want to 
exactly in exact uh, detail. Then the other part is, uh, why do you want it? Uh, why you want this in your life? And the other part of it is, why now? So you get those kind of really start, those are the very pivotal uh, foundation uh, for my coaching. Then it goes into uh, the T, which stands for totally committed. Uh, you got to be totally committed to this change. You could think of times where whether you were in a sports team or a relationship and someone or yourself just wasn't fully committed into that relationship or that team. And how did it go? Uh, most likely it didn't go well. <laughs> so you got to be totally committed and that's going to come from why you want it and why now. The R stands for, uh, this one's a tough one for a lot of people, but it, the R stands for responsibility. Uh, people got to take 100% responsibility for their current, current health and well-being. And that's a good thing. Uh, when you begin to take responsibility, you take back the power. You know, you're not putting your, uh, your power into somebody else and waiting for them to take action. You then begin to take that, that power and that responsibility, which is very powerful. And it can be intimidating for oftentimes because, you know, we tend to want to put the blame on other things. And, and that's just kind of how new human nature can be. But once we take that responsibility back, we become very powerful. I, I like to uh, I like to break up that word into the ability to respond mm. so, because sometimes responsibility feels so heavy, you know, feels like, oh, yes. uh, and then <laughs> what is your ability to respond to mm. situations? So I, I like how this is flowing so far. Yeah. So so continue. Yes, and so the the um, the O is um, optimize your environment. Oftentimes, we never consider uh, the environment in which we are in. I'll take, for example, a client of mine who wanted to uh, lose weight and him discovering that the foods that he was bringing into his home, the foods that he was taking to work, the foods that he, you know, all these different areas that weren't supportive of his goal of losing weight, which was you know, that was kind of creating some anxiety for him and wanting to feel better about himself. And so discovering how to optimize your environment to be supportive of the goals that you have, and whether that's organizing your, your places, your office, your room, your home, those things when they're disorganized cause anxiety because oftentimes we never want to get to it, right? It's, right, sure. You feel out of control. You feel overwhelmed. Sure. Yeah, so optimizing environment uh, is vital to um, in, in helping us to reach those goals and to be supportive in, in, the, in the pursuit of the goal. Uh, the N is to never give up. In our society, many times we never want to fail, right? And, and we're going to fail. We're going to fall. We're, but we're going to uh, learn to accept those as learning opportunities and not be so hard on us, but to never uh, give up of those things that you want, why you want them, and to, to know that it's okay and to have compassion uh, towards yourself in this new growth, this new life that you are now creating for yourself. And so kind of having that, that decision that no matter what, you're not going to give up. And this is something that's very vital for you uh, or important for you. And uh, last thing is the G, gut check your progress. And that's kind of where we really are honest with ourselves. If it's losing weight, we look back at, 
Am I optimizing my environment? Have I, am I not committed? Where am I not committed? Uh, have I created an environment that's supportive and helpful? Um, do I have my you know, friends and family? That's part of optimizing the environment as well. Where am I, am I not being successful in this change? And so gut checking your progress is kind of just being honest with yourself and kind of, yeah. So that's kind of the, the strong method in a nutshell. There's, there's much, much more, uh, more detail into it, but that kind of gives you an idea of the, of the foundation of, of, of the coaching. Well, I, I really like that model because it's it's something that our listeners can certainly use in, in regards to anxiety. There's so many choices that we can make to better care for ourselves when we're suffering. And yeah. as you were talking about that, I was thinking about something as simple as eliminating caffeine from your diet because caffeine can cause anxiety and it can make things uh, a lot worse. It can get you amped up when you don't need any more amplification yes. and to be able to replace that ca- caffeinated beverage with something else mm-hmm. and to, to learn how to make that a part of your day or, or just to increase your water intake or these little steps that we can take within the model that we just keep mm-hmm. moving forward with. And then even when we have a misstep, doing that gut check makes so much sense because then you can stop and start again. Okay. This is where that happened. Yes. Okay. It is what it is. Now I'm ready to move on. I'm ready yeah. to begin again because this is a, this is a practice. This isn't absolutely. something that we just uh, roll out of bed one day and then there it is. We, we have yeah, to absolutely work at it. That's exactly, exactly right. You know, having that compassion towards that. This is a new, this is your, your life. This is a new way of, of creating a new life for yourself. And it's, it's a never, um, it's not a, uh, like you said, just roll out of bed and there it is. It's, it's kind of really just redefining uh, your life and, and um, moving forward. So I have another question for you and our, our time has just flown by so quickly today. This is <laughs> such a great yeah. subject, but I'd like to know how can our listeners support veterans when they come home? Mm. Thank you for asking that question. It is a great question because oftentimes, and even for my own family, they didn't know what to do. They didn't ask me any questions. They really kind of just left it up to me. And beyond, and and to be uh, honest, every person is an individual. There's there are some veterans that come back that don't want you to ask them questions. However, there are veterans like myself that want you to ask questions. And that was one thing my family didn't do. And, and so it kind of kind of hurt me in some way because it, were they not interested? Did they not know, you know what I did and, and these sorts of things? But I think one of the things that people can help veterans is really kind of having that understanding that the most difficult time for a veteran is reintegrating as a civilian. And it's so difficult because there is this, it's kind of a a pinnacle of somebody's life in such a way, because that experience, they may never, and of course, somebody, you know, people had different experiences, but that was something where they had a mission, they had a purpose. And when you come back home and, you know, people have gone on their lives for the last year or year and a half, depending on how long they were gone. And and to come back home into that environment where no one really understands their their experiences, no one understands really the the high that they had, and now they kind of have to come down because I think many veterans come back. It's like I I'll never have that experience again, and that that sort of 
mission and purpose where now you come back and, and you have to redefine your life. You have to redefine your mission. And that's the most difficult for a lot of veterans. Now they got to maybe go back to a job that doesn't feel fulfilling for them. It's nothing compared to the mission that they had while they were deployed. They come back to families that have been growing for the last year and that difficult time. So any way that you can help a veteran reintegrate in back into being a civilian, helping them, you know, oftentimes veterans, you know, need to find jobs, anything that can help them make the transition easier and simpler and really helping them in that transition is, is vital to them. Uh, whether it's, you know, going back to school, education, getting their education that they, they've wanted to get, anything that kind of really helps them reintegrate is, is, is very helpful and very supportive. There's many things that could be done, uh, but I think wherever somebody's um, capacity is to, to help them and, and to support them uh, will be beneficial for every veteran coming back home. Thank you very much for speaking to that. Well, as we, as we come to the close of our conversation today, I'd love for you to share with uh, Anxiety Slayer listeners how they can reach out to you, uh, maybe share your website and, and where you're available if they want to learn more about you. Yeah, so my website is strongmencoaching.com. That's strongmencoaching.com is where they can find me and contact me. I'm also on social media, Facebook, Strong Men Coach. Uh, both Facebook and Twitter. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for making time to come and speak with me today. And is there anything that you'd like to leave us with before we part ways? Yes. If there's one thing that I can leave is, is hopefully that we can really change, redesign or refigure a new way of looking at mental health and, and how we can help people in many different ways when we think about mental health and really trying to change the way we think of of mental health and perhaps even looking at it more of, of a brain health issue rather than uh, a mental health issue. And, and hopefully we can really think about our minds and our brains and how that's just as important. That's even more important than our physical health because our brains is what allows us to make the decisions that we make on a daily basis. And it's the decisions that we make on a daily basis that uh, ultimately develop the kind of quality of life that we have. Hopefully we can begin that conversation and changing that uh, idea or, or the ideas uh, that we have around mental health. Oh, I agree. I agree. Well, thank you again for making time. I really enjoyed our conversation and wish you all the best. Thank you, Shannon. It's been uh, an exciting time and I thank you for this opportunity. Get everything you need to start slaying your anxiety today. Visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com to claim our free Anxiety Slayer Starter Course. You get four guided sessions, including an EFT tapping session, guided breathing practice, and special module on overcoming the fear of anxiety. Claim your free Anxiety Slayer Starter Course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com.